And welcome to the fourth uh, installation of Mad Dogs and Englishmen. You will have presumably noticed if you have been listening regularly that yesterday we weren't around. Uh, we missed one. That was because both of us were out on the Koch Brothers yacht uh, enjoying the fruits of our labor. We are told what to write every day and then we're sent gifts and if we do it enough we eventually get to go out and uh, and uh, enjoy the sunshine. So Now did you get the... 50-gallon barrel of $100 bills, or did you get the 60-gallon barrel? Because you're kind of new still, I think, and I was curious whether you'd moved up in the ranks enough to get the uh, the larger... No, I'm at, I'm at 60. I'm at 60. because you're at 60? Right, because I... the accent? And I make jokes that, that pretend I'm not involved with the Koch brothers. It's pushback money. I see. The conspiracy gets very complicated. It is very complicated. And, but it's not as complicated as uh, the problems in Venezuela. No. Which is a messed-up country with serious economic and political and criminal problems that American Democrats and American liberals have been in love with uh, for a long time. A lot of it's the same people who are sort of in love with the Castros. You know, your Shaka Fatah, your Harry Belafonte's, your Sean Penn, and uh, idiots of that nature. Uh, Hugo Chavez was enormously popular. Some of these people, I remember being in Philadelphia and uh, his representatives rolling into town to hand out uh, subsidized home heating oil uh, in the winters for, for poor Philadelphians and being greeted with, you know, heroes welcome by, uh, by members of the Philadelphia left. And Maduro still has his admirers and defenders among the American left, even though the guy is pretty clearly a brute and, uh, and everything that's wrong with your uh, average socialist dictatorship model. So... Why do they love these guys still? Or am I, I being unfair? No, well, I, I, they don't all love him, of course, but there is a significant contingent that does, and I think the answer is that they like his domestic policy. They clearly have made the calculation that whatever it is that they think he is doing, whatever positions he's taken, are worth the other consequences. It's a reasonably typical position that people on the left take. They're not especially interested in due process. Uh, they pretend to be. I've seen people saying the Venezuela system is incorruptible. Um, but in Incorruptible. Incorruptible. Well, it might be in the sense that it couldn't be further <laughs> yeah. corrupted. But no, I think, I think that they are, generally speaking, a fan of the Maduro economic program. Uh, having said that, you know, Michael Moynihan in the Daily Beast wrote a, a great piece, uh, I think this week, saying, look, as a thought experiment, just try to imagine yourself putting up with this in the United States, even if you agreed with the government in question. And so you see this this justification that rests in my experience on on two premises. One is, well, okay, there are some problems with this regime, but it's much better than capitalism, which is also violent and leads to inequality and so on. Um, and the other one is, well, the protesters are all awful and they say they're all fascists and so on, and that the government is therefore justified in maintaining itself in the way that it does because the op alternative is, is anti-democratic. Uh, they call them gusanos in Cuba, right, which means worms, as I recall. You know, everyone's an evil right-wing fascist agent because they want to be able to eat and, uh, you know, have toilet paper. And I, you know, I've joked about the toilet paper thing, but it is kind of a big thing in Venezuela. There are uh, shortages of critical commodities because you've got government controls over trade and production and also over foreign exchange, so it's harder to buy things and bring it in from abroad. 
And one of the results of that was that the country underwent a critical shortage of toilet paper to the extent that the government actually occupied a toilet paper factory to chase out the evil fascist toilet paper gougers and supply the people with the uh, product they needed. This doesn't seem to have actually solved the problem, but I think when you get to that point of, you know, using brute force on a, on a toilet paper factory, it should communicate to you that there's something something wrong with your government. But this is a point that eludes, uh, what's that idiot child's name? Uh, Jesse Meyerson, our favorite Manhattan-raised communist uh, uptown reds. They're always the best. Uh, they just, they refuse to uh, see this fact. And, um, you know, we've, we've talked about this a little before in the past. I know that either there's something defective about socialism as a philosophy or it's the unluckiest ideology in the history of ideologies because it just throws up monsters all the time. Uh, Lenin, Stalin, Mao, Castro, Pol Pot, and you know, maybe Hugo Chavez isn't quite up in that uh, stratosphere uh, when it comes to body counts and Maduro either, but certainly on the same side of the historical fence, don't you think? I do, I do, and of course one of the inherent flaws with socialism and with socialist regimes is that whatever problems are inherent to human nature and therefore lead to catastrophe and tragedy everywhere, uh, including in the United States, including in Britain, including in countries that you and I generally think are, at least in a world historical sense, doing it right, um, you centralize that instinct and you give in to the power craze. And so, you know, yeah, when people on the left say, well, okay, but this problem happened in this state or this problem happened with this country or this guy went and did that, that's true, and those things need condemning as well. There's just a difference when you invest the power in one place. You very rarely find in capitalist or free countries, and those are by and large the same thing. I shouldn't say capitalist, it's ceding too much ground to the Marxists. I need to get out of this habit. See, so, I like the word capitalist. I like the fact that Steve Forbes calls his airplane the capitalist tool. That, uh, <laughs> that just makes me happy. But you were saying. No, I, I just, you know, you very rarely see centralized governments uh, in, you know, the last 200 years within free countries saying let's deliberately starve 30 million people in the name of the revolution. Now, you might find some people at the bottom end who have starved in these countries, but there's not generally a deliberate attempt to starve them. Yeah, the uh, the defects of the capitalist countries, even if you don't like the word, are the defects of human beings, the defects of human nature. The problem with socialism and other sorts of centrally organized ways of doing things is it takes those flaws and makes them mandatory. You know, it takes the uh, the fallen nature of uh, the human being and uh, and our our particular flaws and our power, hunger, and greed, and all the right. rest of it, and puts the force of law behind it. Uh, you know, it takes everything that's wrong with, you know, you can dislike, say, the management of General Motors, which has been pretty bad, but then you give them nuclear weapons and a Navy and a prison system and police and all the rest of it, and you're bound to get some pretty bad, pretty bad outcomes, whereas in the private sector, you know, you just get bankruptcy. Well, in case of GM, apparently not, because you get bailouts and all the rest of it. But uh, I think you generally know what I mean. Yeah, and, and I should say, you know, there have been some examples of central government hideous behavior in English-speaking countries and Western countries. I mean, the way in which the Victorian government in England treated the Irish during the potato famine 
was a disgrace. And that, in some regards, was part of the same problem, which is that a central government had a huge amount of control, and in order to justify whatever ideology it had, it decided that it would leave people to starve. Yeah. You know, that's precisely what I'm against. So th- there's, no, there's no justification in, well, you know, look over there. Okay, well, I'm against that too. <laughs> Free enterprise seems to work a lot better. Yeah, there's often that. You get that, you know, we'll point out, you know, what's going on in Venezuela, the problems with Maduro, and then you'll hear from someone on the left, well, yeah, we had slavery in the United States. Well, yeah, no one on the right, I think, is advocating <laughs> bringing that back just yet. So, you know, we uh, we might have had cannibalism at some point in Massachusetts. That doesn't make their tax code a good idea. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. All right, that'll do it for today, and uh, we will check back in tomorrow with a new subject. <laughs>